0: Welcome to Scooting Commuting. Your host, Matthew Hanudell, is bringing you a series of podcasts to inform you about how to scoot into the city, how to cut some costs, how to maintain your scooter, and so much more. Thanks for tuning in, and let's get ripping. As we get started on our fourth episode, I wanted to thank you for tuning in to Scooting Commuting. As a listener, I'd like you to subscribe if you like this so you can get all the future Scooting Commuting updates and stay connected. Also, if you have any questions or just want to reach out, why don't you hit me up with an email, scootingcommuting at gmail.com. And who knows, you could actually be the first to fill up my inbox. All right. Well, it's uh, middle of January getting back to the swing of things and wanted to record another podcast because we've been talking about equipment and the beauty of scooting and commuting on a bicycle is that you save a lot of money so i've been trying to help you figure out what is the best type of equipment that you'll need to make your commuting experience that much more delightful so stay tuned more to come on this episode all right, so you're a commuter. And if you're on two wheels, more power to you. And if you've listened to the last two episodes, even better. Maybe you've picked up a few things to make your commuting experience that much better. If you have appreciated it in any way, please send me an email. I'd love to hear what's going on in your life. So, if you live in New England you know that the weather changes almost daily and having good equipment and selecting the right equipment will make your commuting experience so much better. I tend to think of things in terms of degrees and not just angles, but temperature. So most of the time in the summer, you'll get to temps that are pretty hot. And I'm not talking about triple digits because if you're biking in those temperatures, you are really asking for it. You're gonna sweat your brains out and you could really risk uh, dehydration. I have actually biked in triple digits and sucked up a lot of gas fumes, ridden behind those big MTA buses and those pump out tons of heat. I ended up coming home and I felt sick and I just couldn't get enough water in me and even electrolytes didn't help. The next day I even felt pretty bad because my body just couldn't handle it. So it's not macho, it's not something to prove. If it's triple digits and it's super sunny out, just save yourself the headache and don't bike. Don't even think about it. You might be able to commute on a scooter and get there and back, but you're still going to be pretty soaked. So plan accordingly and don't do that to yourself. So I typically stay under triple digits. I will bike in 90 degree weather off and on. And for that, I plan accordingly. I have athletic short socks. I wear a decent pair of biking shorts. I also have some breathable shirts for the top layer, and I also wear sunscreen. I have found that these uh, solid sticks work pretty good. So it's basically like a deodorant stick, and you apply it just kind of like wiping it on your face and your arms and your neck. It's not that gummy, and it doesn't really rub off all that easy, so it's actually a pretty good water-resistant option. I also wear fingerless gloves, and I bring uh, stocked electrolyte water. So I'll precharge my water to just fill it up for those really hot days. So other than that, I will uh, bike in about 50 minutes, and that's about the max. Don't push yourself on those super hot days. Try to keep your body under your high-performance option um, so you're not overdoing it. The next temperature segment is between 70 to 90 degrees. So if you're biking at that temp, you can still run the short stocks. You can run the shorts. I still have a breathable shirt on. Sunscreen is still a good option. And the fingerless gloves, of course. Uh, But I'll just pack regular water on those days. And it's, it's pretty decent. You'll still be pretty sweaty, but you're not at risk of dehydration uh, and the like now if you're in new england you know what the 50 to 70 degrees is like it is perfect you can wear whatever you want it's the best weather and there's like maybe 10 days out of the year that it's like this especially if it's nice and sunny not too windy not too wet just get out and ride or scoot do something active, you will not regret it. Now, in the 30 to 50 degrees, it's time for long pants. Buy yourself some Perlozumi pants if you're on the bike. You could even get yourself some overalls or something like a, a snow pants if you want on the scooter. Um, on the bike, I'll typically have like a zippered long sleeve t-shirt. I'll even wear a windbreaker as well. And I also like a beanie that covers my ears. So the beanie will go right over my head, underneath my bike helmet. And it actually reduces a lot of wind noise on my ears. So that's something that's kind of nice. I'll start to wear the insulated gloves. And uh, I've even found toe covers for shoes. These things are phenomenal. So you know what tennis shoes are. A toe cover is basically like a mitt that fits right over your shoe. And it's great. They Velcro on. They protect against a little bit of water. They block out the wind. And they're usually stretchy neoprene. So they do pretty good at insulating. Get yourself a pair. You won't regret it. I also like to wear a neck gaiter. That's probably not what it's called, but... It's kind of like a neck warmer, but it's nice and thin. It kind of reminds you of the same material on a beanie. So it's stretchable, uh, it's flexible. You can wear it up over your mouth. You can actually tuck it up over your head to protect all your neck. Uh, It really just blocks the wind, adds a little bit of barrier, and it's pretty comfortable. Now, when we start going down to the lower temperatures, you're gonna have to ask yourself how much pain and agony will you endure because it could be a little bit rough if it's your first time. So get some hair on your chest and uh, give this a thought. So 15 to 30 degrees, you can do it, but if it's your first time, you're probably gonna wanna double the pants, double the gloves, double the jackets, double the hats, double the shoes, and maybe even warm up your water bottle. It's going to be kind of painful. I've had some times where I get beardsicles, nosicles, even icicles. I don't know what those are, but it hurts. And sometimes the beardsicles freeze to my neck gaiter and I kind of don't like that. So be prepared. It could be a little bit painful. Give yourself some time to warm back up once you get there. Uh, Don't just try ripping off your equipment because you might pull some hair out. I have done that, and it is so painful. So that's the 15 to 30. Try to keep your time out on the road pretty short. Don't go over an hour, and make sure to wear the right clothes. Now, if you are a super hardcore rider, this is for you. Maybe you've got something to prove. I doubt it, though the zero to 10 degrees. I have done it, and everything was frozen, except for my chest. It was very painful, and traveling at fast speeds made it even more painful. My eyes froze, my my beard froze, my legs were super frozen. Pretty much everything was just icy, icy cold. And I was so thankful the times I did it, I did not actually get any kind of puncture or I had any engine trouble on my scooter. Like everything worked mechanically just fine. If it hadn't, I would have been Ubering either to work or to home. So be careful because you could really get yourself in a challenging situation. Think about what are your options if you do have something that goes wrong. Because you don't want to be out on the road all by yourself without any equipment. Or to take off your gloves, even for five minutes to fix something, your hands are going to be solid ice. And you don't want to get frostbite because that takes a long time to heal. So don't prove anything. If it's zero to 10 degrees, seek alternate routes. It's just not worth it. And the times I've done it, I've just been in pain and agony even the rest of the day. You just never seem to quite warm up until you get a nice hot shower. So be careful out there and make sure you are staying within the safe temps. I will say one more thing, plan your gear accordingly because if you over-perspire and oversweat, you can actually have a negative effect on your cooling temp. It can super cool you, and that's not good. That could lead to hypothermia. And often I've found if you are overdressed and you don't have a way to peel layers off or unzip things, you're gonna overheat. And overheating leads to over-perspiring, and that can lead to super cold temps internally. That can make you feel sick. That can take a long time to warm up and you could actually ice over uh, on your jacket or in your clothing because of the speeds that you're traveling at. So it might catch up on you, but make sure, even if it's midway to your destination, I would even take some time to actually swap hats or unzip my jacket or change out my gloves. I try to eliminate moisture and let things perspire and then instantly dry so it's not stuck in all my clothing so please be careful take that as a note take a minute to just stop adjust your gear and continue on your ride you'll have such a better experience at your destination so those are the things i've captured over the past few years hopefully it's helpful make sure to be careful out there wear the right gear and you'll have a great time thank you signing off Well, that concludes our podcast for this week. Really appreciate you tuning in and listening to Scooting Commuting. Be sure to leave your reviews or comments on Apple Podcasts. You can also email me any question or review at scootingcommuting at gmail.com. we would be great to hear from you, and thanks again. Catch you later, and keep on ripping.